This, this is Brock and Salt. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting- Mike on Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Heward, not exactly Joe Cap there in the pocket. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Yeah, see, this isn't right. 253 says, did Jeff just call Salk a pandering little parasite? That seems a little harsh. Salk's not that little. Yeah, you know, how dare you? <laughs> 253. How dare you? That is not right. Can I call an audible, by the way? Can we do buy sell in 30 minutes? Can we react oh, to some of those oh, things? I was going to do it the other way around, but sure. Yeah. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Oh, you we can, just had you an want. entire break where we could. Yeah. Talk about I mean, let's let's buy sell now, and then okay. we're going to react okay. to Jeff oh, great, great. at nine thirty. Okay. I'm sorry, I was doing plan. my push-ups while you guys I mean, were talking. I mean, that's fine. I'm sorry. Yeah, just come in and I'm try sorry, to I did my other set of twenty-one push-ups. the show. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, I'm trying to do my ten sets of twenty-one push-ups, so that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. We can do buy sell. Why don't you let Maura do buy sell since you already ruined her quiz show game? I mean, Brock did write by sell, so yeah. you have to give him some credit. Yeah, no, I'm not, no, that's why he's trying to take ownership. We don't have to do anything like that. He wants to just make sure there's more time for it. <laughs> he knows that it's a longer segment at 9.30, and he doesn't want all of his hard work to get cut off. Play the music! <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know Brock pretty well. No, I could be so an honorary s- Heward. You're so silly. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell. <laughs> Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf will be on the Hawks roster in 2024. So. Was that Kobe Keith? No, it's not Kobe Keith. That's not it's, uh, John Michael Montgomery. Jeez. I heard that Toby Keith signed him, though, when he was very young. Mm. Oh, did you know? <laughs> so you don't think they'll both be on the roster? Uh, all right, let me let me clarify. Let me let me change. Let me alter that. Okay. They might be. I don't think that Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Geno Smith will all be on the roster together in 2024. See, I would modify, but I'd, be, I'd do it differently. I think those three can. Certainly not at their I, current contract. Correct. Yeah. That's how I would adjust it. I don't think under their current deals, DK and Tyler can be on this roster together. It's too much. So, it's just too much. Yeah. And you can see that, once again, in that beautiful bar graph chart that was sent mm-hmm. by Justin Barnes. Who was that from, Justin? I want to give you know the appropriate credit. Do you remember who that came from? It was uh, the quarterback one. I don't remember off the top of my head. I can find that, though. Okay. But, yeah, that's it's just too much allotted. It's too much allotted to safeties, too much allotted to wide receivers. If you're going to be a line of scrimmage team, which is part of why you hire Mike McDonald as well, you're going to see those numbers move around. So one of those two, and probably DK is going to say thanks, but no thanks. I'm not nego- renegotiating anything. I'm absolutely worthy of $20 million a year, so trade me. I could see that as the possibility. But I more could see than them trading them. DK, though. I could absolutely see them trading DK, getting a first-round pick, and doing something with it. Uh, Brock, it was Anthony Reinhardt. Oh, thank you. Way to go, Anthony. Okay. All right. Next. All right, I'm going to do this one for you, Brock. And so here, the power couple, the biggest power couple on the planet, Kelsey and Swift, mm. will still be dating when the Eagles play in Brazil oh, sold. week one, September sold, 6th. Sold. Uh-huh. Sold. They're, in the they're either row. married. They're either oh, married or so they're married. Would, so dating's the, correct. Okay, just yeah, no way they would be married that quickly. No way they're dating. Or engaged. No, no way they're dating. Engaged? Does enga- what does engaged count as? Same as dating? No, they could be engaged. Oh. I'll put that in the married camp. I think they might be engaged by then. So if there's that's the case, case, I so guess there's I'll a sell ring it. by September 6th. But I think they will be together still on September 6th. You think so? 
Well, based on my uh, inside knowledge of what's going on in their life, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Pop definitively star, yes. Yeah. They never fight. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> At least not in public. I mean, most people don't fight in public. Yeah. She's a great husband. When you see a couple fight in public, you're like, oh. Like Andre ew, Risen and uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Yeah. They fought problem. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any family, friends growing up that fought publicly? <sighs> I can't think of them. It's no. a very uncomfortable situation when you see that. It, it, it really yeah. is. Really, really don't want to see that. Especially those yeah. couples that like try to bring you into it. Ooh. Like, well, especially, what do you like, think about this? Isn't yeah, that wrong? Especially oh. if your kid's friends are over and you're yeah. still fighting, that's a problem. And my problem is I'll answer. I'll be like, well, I would actually take his side on this one. Like, I'm the last person you want to ask an opinion on that. I'll answer. All right. Buy or sell that we will see Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll at Husky football games this fall cheering uh, on their sons. Bye. We will absolutely see them together. Again. Oh, yeah. Hang out. Oh, they're Serbian or Croatian. They got that blood together. Yes, absolutely. And I told him, I already told Coach Fish, hey, man, I'll do a pro bono, whatever it takes. I will come in. I will emcee any kind of event you want. I feel, I, I feel strongly now about my emceeing skills after the, 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 the men's conference. Yeah. I worked all weekend long. I sharpened them up. How cool would that be, honestly, to have a little round table with Bill and Pete and some of your big donors? Talking football? Be unbelievable. Uh, Talking talk about anything football. else, less so. <laughs> Talking football. Uh, <laughs> Talking football. I'm going to sell this. So I don't think we will see it. They're not going to chop it up. Nope. They will not chop it up altogether. It's a pipe dream, Brock. They will. It's a pipe dream. They absolutely will. And I don't know what restaurant it will be at or where it will be, but they will absolutely be a part of it. Public. Yes. They will be on the sideline. They will be be at a practice together on the sideline watching. Yes, they will. All right. You got 60 seconds. Buy or sell. Gino's option is picked up in nine days, February 16th. Not an option, but just essentially no action would be guaranteeing his contract. So there's no option to be picked up, but it's just his contract being guaranteed. So no action in nine days. I need to know whether Chip Kelly gets hired first. Seriously. I Yeah. Why? Because Gino doesn't run enough? Do you have that perception that Chip's QB's got to be a runner? Yes. I do have that perception. Because that wasn't, it was Nick Foles in the NFL, right? Well, and but it was Nick Michael Vick first. Right? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't it Vick long. and wasn't it Mariota sure. and... Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was Dennis DTR. Dixon, and it was DTR. No, his guys have absolutely... 2013 through 2015. Yes. Yeah, I think Nick Foles had a career year, and that was part of it. Like, how is Nick Foles going to fit? with? And Chip would tell you, I don't need a runner. No, I, but would he like a runner? But would it help a lot? Yes. Vic was only there for one year. I can't keep... I keep coming back to this thing that Brady brought up in his column, and I used it in the column I wrote yesterday. Mm-hmm. Brady's was at ESPN.com. Mine's at CLSports.com. But just that he categorized John Schneider's description of Gino's year as being very tepid. And that's kind of sticking with me, that Pete was Gino's biggest benefact like biggest supporter biggest advocate okay, so in the building okay well, I, think here, they, I think you will be back okay well, but here's, I'm not like let me give you a re- let me give you a reason why you would release him you could resign him for a whole lot less if you release him is, is there going to be a market for mm. geno smith in a qb draft of this kind of ill do you need to release him to do that though or can't you well, just like restructure with him you could probably just restructure with him but but would he be willing to do that i don't know I don't know either. And it's also not such an just an enormous number that it just 
is debilitating. There'd be some dead money and having to, having to figure all that out. Yet again, another reason why between now and next Friday, you better hire a coordinator. Mm-hmm. In fact, by now and this weekend, you would sure love to see that news happen. All right. There you go. That is a little buying, some selling. I think I sold everything today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sell the wife, sell the kids, sell the house. <laughs> sell it all. Yeah. What is the age where you go from child to just a to young, kid? Yes. I think you go from child to kid at like five. Like, I, mean, I think it's a pretty early age. But then once you get older, you call everyone kids. Like, if you're older, you call 40-year-olds kids. That's true. I mean, do you think his 16-year-old son would be a, appreciate the term no, child? I would not. If I was I'm 16, I would be incredibly child. Child. That's what it is, and it's a power move. Yeah, and, and you know, when you're kind of the way Jeff is, you need to find ways to is assert t- some power. I get it. think his kid's taller than him? Oh, should have asked. That's a good question. But at 16, I don't even think that head. you like kid. You think you're an adult. Right. Yes. When you get older, you don't mind if people call you a kid because you think they're calling you young. Why wouldn't you just say son? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. That one, like, it really stood know. out to me every time. Like, <laughs> Jeff, don't be a jerk. Like, it's right. your, this is your son. Why are you putting him down like that? Now I'm worried his kid's going to need therapy and he's going to, you know, have you issues. Tell me how you go out of your way to embarrass Avery. And then you tell me she likes it. But I, Huge I question difference. that. Huge difference. I go out of my way to threaten to embarrass Avery. Uh, I don't actually do it. I good... threaten to like go to school with her and things like that. But I don't actually embarrass her. I just threaten it. Huge okay. difference. And that's just to keep her on her toes, right? Like you want her to like never be yeah. totally Head comfortable. Head in the swivel. Yeah. yeah. Head yeah. in the swivel. That's exactly right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, uh, Brock. We will. Uh, there was some real stuff in there from Jeff in addition Mm -hmm. to however he was referring to his child. Uh, We'll do that at 930 after everything you need to know next. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Mike McDonald on this show. 930 Monday morning. Boom. Everybody ready? Boom. I want to talk to this guy. I got to I got to I got to I got to dig in, find out what's to know about Mike McDonald. So we'll do that Monday morning at 930. I hope he's got an offensive coordinator by then. I would assume he will. Yesterday, all of a sudden, new name last night. Reports have Chip Kelly interviewing Mm. with the Seahawks for the job. I like it a lot. Brock, you're a little more tepid on this one. I am. I, I love the age and wisdom that comes with it. But from a pure X's and O's, if you were just to ask me, like, hey, man, what system? What system do you think creates and gives the most answers? Which one has been just so highly productive? I mean, everywhere Ryan Grubb has been, including the last couple years in resurrecting a Michael Penix to a 14-1 season and number two in the Heisman chase. And that's Ryan Grubb. That's, that's his play calling. So and why haven't than, they done and, it yet? And more than anything, I love his line of scrimmage. So why haven't they done it background. yet? Why does this feel it like It could be personality, Salk. It could be inexperience. It could be, yet again, another young guy. I mean, your biggest hire, if you're Mike McDonald, do you want to hire someone that's never done it before in the NFL? Not really. He's done it at a very high level of college. He's done it at a high level of Fresno State. He did a high level at Washington. Is that going to translate and transfer to the NFL game where the hash marks are different, where it is a different game? I think those are all viable questions. Does he run the ball enough? Does Chip protect enough? I mean, this is a big, big hire. And I, and I said it earlier, it is the biggest hire that mm-hmm. he will make. And not surprising, just like they did with, well, John Schneider hiring him. They are taking their time, turning over every stone. But now time is a bit of the essence. Here's the second thing 
you need to know. Yeah, this is the uh, part of the baseball season where we start to see the projections coming out. I spent some time yesterday on some of the win projections, war projections on fan graphs, the Pocota projections for uh, standings. Uh, Two points I want to make. One, fan graphs today has their uh, win total and playoff percentage projections. And they like the Mariners a whole lot more than what Pakota said yesterday. They see the Mariners as the second best team in the division. 86 wins, just four behind Houston, five ahead of the Rangers, who they have as an 81 win team. They put their chance to make the playoffs at 64 percent. Wow. You know, 86 doesn't quite get you to 54%. 87 gets you to 54%. Isn't that amazing, that number? Just if you get to 87 or or, or more. Well, but let me be year. clear. How many teams in the American League do they have above the Mariners? Above the Mariners? They would have Houston. They would have the Yankees. Do they Stop have talking. the Twins? Stop talking. They don't have the Twins? That's it. Wow. They have the Astros at 90, the Yankees at 88, the Mariners at 86. That's it. Wow. Yeah, they have the Rays at 85, the Orioles at 84, Blue Jays at 83 and a half, oh. Twins at 85. So they look at the Mariners and like them a little bit more maybe than some of those other groups do. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like that intro picture of Steve Belichick. That's what I like. Yeah. And that's right out of my Piala roots in the 1990s right there, man. When we played White River in summer basketball, mm-hmm. that every dude had Steve Belichick's haircut. I mean, I, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times today. I don't know how many players there are in Alaska or Eastern Oregon or Eastern Washington or Eatonville or Idaho. I don't know. Montana, Wyoming. That dude's going to dominate. Just fly him on that private plane right to any of those locales, and that dude will nail it the minute he walks in the door because that mullet game is hot. All right, there you go. That's everything you need to know uh, quarter past every hour. By the way, uh, yesterday... I told you uh, about how Darren McCacken had a uh, higher projected King war. Pitt, McCacken? Yes, Darren McCacken, who you may or may not know, he's sort of like a, you know, triple uh, A starter. Well, Bill Murray's character in Kingpin, wasn't it? McCracken, McCacken. I'm not a Kingpin guy. You're not a Kingpin guy. No, All I'm right. sorry. Rest in peace, Chubbs. Okay, uh-huh. uh huh. So yes, McCacken. I don't think Chubbs is in that movie. He wasn't a Kingpin? He was Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I think he was in Kingpin too, but mm-hmm. anyhow, sorry. Okay, continue. Yeah. Uh, why? I, I reached out to your friend, Dan Zimborski, to find <laughs> oh, out you. why Darren McCacken was ahead of Brian Wu. And Hello, I was, Michael. Nice to talk to you, Dan Zimborski here. And I was just like, hey, man, like, should I be talking? I'm not questioning Zips, but I'm wondering, like, should I be talking up Darren McCacken more <laughs> if you have him ahead of Brian Wu, who everybody seems to love? And he said, no, his projections have Wu a little bit better in terms of the city having about a quarter run better mm. over the course of the season than McCacken, but that his projection system takes into account the recent uh, Tommy John surgery. Uh, and so it kind of looks at projected innings, et cetera, and doesn't see Wu as being as dirt durable. Yeah, it, but it is, but no. he doesn't have McCacken that far behind him, oh. which is a little damning for Wu, but also a sort of a like, yeah, maybe we should pay a little bit of attention mm-hmm. to who this guy is as kind of a spot starter on occasion. Yeah, it is interesting that Jeff said, you know, the Mariners have been remarkably healthy with their starters. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, Robbie Ray, first game of the year, Marco Gonzalez, like, and well, I think even these starters have been. Correct. These young starters, right? The Kirby's, the Logan's, obviously Luis has had some some issues back in the past, been largely healthy for you. 
But I don't think Jerry Depoto's going in this season with five. Mm -hmm. When he said to us, it's going to take nine, I think that that honestly is their approach. Well, it's six when you add in uh, Emerson Hancock. It is. Right? And then you take in McCacken. McCacken's going to be seven. Voth is going to be eight, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, that that's how you stretch this out to eight. You're, I still love, like, one more guy that you felt yep. decent about, and maybe that will fall to them kind of at the end here. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, that's uh, that's where they're at. That's some of the uh, projections that came out uh, just Blake a few minutes ago. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a depth guy. Snow. You want to throw him in AAA and see what happens. Blake Snow. Interesting comments from Jeff Pass. I want to come back to a few of them. I know Brock is anxious to react. We will do it next before ranked. It's Brock and Salk. Sales Sports on 710, the Seattle Sports app. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, ranked coming up in 15 minutes. Mentioned a couple times, Mike McDonald is going to join us Monday at 9.30. Apologies, no KJ today. He's down at the Super Bowl. So KJ is going to be with us next Wednesday for the final KJ Wright show of the season. So we'll look forward to that on Wednesday. And uh, I don't know, we'll have to come up with some other fun stuff here to do the next couple of days mm-hmm. before uh, before the Super Bowl, actually, mm-hmm. on Sunday. So that should be fun. Um, we did speak to Jeff Passan earlier, and he was overall pretty kind of high on what the Mariners did, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you asked him, hey, what do you think of the job of the of the front office? And yeah, I think maybe even bullish that with the constraints and not being able, I love the way he says that. I love to you know not be able to play in the sandbox, mm-hmm. that sandbox with others and just throw mad cash around. And, and without that, well, figure out and find a way. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it found a way. They found a way to add Plunko, found a way to add Hanniger, found a way to add Rayleigh, found a way to add Santos, found a way without giving up their greatest asset, which is their pitching. And when, you know, kind of pushed, and come to shove, where does that pitching rank? It's one of the best in all of baseball. And uh, our buddy Jason Benetti, in fact, texted me um, during the during that conversation. And I know you rattled off some fan graph numbers there earlier, Salk. Right now, projected runs allowed for 2024 per game. So just, you know, encompassing both the starting pitching, mm-hmm. the bullpen, and everything else. Projected runs allowed per game. Seattle Mariners, number one. Yeah. 4.28 Rays, second, 4.3. Braves, third, as he mentioned, those Braves, 4.35. Dodgers, 4.4. But, yeah, your Mariners are 4.28. You know what's 4. kind of amazing about that, too, mm-hmm. is that's with a defense that I don't think is very good right now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, all of that, for the most part, I would guess, without having read that and or looked at, at sort of how they came up with that number, I'm going to assume almost all of it is just based on their pitching's ability to limit contact because... When you say that, but Julio's a plus defender. Yeah, up JP's the middle. still a plus defender. Yeah. France is a gold Gen- glove-ish. I don't think the First metrics... Baseman. Cal Raleigh's a plus... I don't think the metrics say that at all. Really? No. The metrics will say that about Julio and Cal. I think that's kind of where that conversation is going to end. I don't know. My eye watched JP for 162 games, and I didn't see in any way a diminishing shortstop. I don't. The metrics do not have him, I believe, in the top half. Really? Yeah, they they were not oh. as kind at all to JP last year, and I think really for the last couple of years since the uh, since the Gold Glove. Well, Perry's so, got to get to work then. And, and by the way, that doesn't mean he's a bad defensive shortstop, but in terms of what where a projection system is going to come up with its numbers, mm-hmm. it would surprise me if they had JP ranked all that high because that just isn't how they've looked at him for the last couple of years. They haven't looked at Ty France that way. I don't think that uh, you know either of your third baseman or second baseman. 
are going to be all that high. Hanniger's had his problems in the outfield. So I don't know. I, mm. I, I, I love obviously what they have at, uh, at center field at catcher. And I still like JP a lot at shortstop, but I don't, I don't know that your defensive metrics are going to be as high as they were the last couple of years. Fortunately, your, your pitching staff looks pretty incredible. In the meantime, Jeff kind of gave a message to Mariner fans. You can look at ownership and say the, the most talented player we've ever seen is a free agent, and we didn't even bother making a perfunctory offer to him. And you can say that incredible uh, hitter, one of the best of his generation, was available in a trade. And we really didn't go after him because of the finances. And and you can be angry about that because it is reasonable and rational and understandable. But if we're just looking in the vacuum that the Mariners had X amount of dollars and they needed to construct a roster within that framework, I think they've done a pretty good job. In fact, says on paper, the 24 team, he likes better than the 23 team. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to get the horses to the starting line. Now, you got to see Logan and Kirby continue to do what they've been able to do and throw 180 plus innings and and build on their stellar careers to begin with. And he knows he wrote a a whole book about a New York Times bestseller about the arm and how fickle that thing can be. So, some of that depth in the starting rotation did take a little hit with these moves you made. You did move Marco, you did move Robbie Ray. And I think we can easily say, oh, yeah, you know, you moved on from them and you added and, but you know, and they are coming off injury and who knows when Robbie's going to be able to go and, and, you know, what Marco's going to look like, but you know, there is, there is some starting pitching depth mm-hmm. and it is why they didn't give away that strength. I don't think they could have salt. The more of these conversations we have leading into pitchers and catchers reporting next week, right? I don't, I don't think, you know, you, you start to take away a Logan, you trade a Logan for potential. Yeah, I don't think that was ever going to be a possibility. Well, you trade a Wu or a Miller for some potential? Well, I think that was more of a possibility. Yep. And, you know, I I understand that they are happy to have not traded them. I don't know whether it's because they didn't want to or because they weren't as wild about what they could have gotten back for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. I, and and by the way, I think that's where it should be. Like you, you have shown enough of an ability to do it. Now you do have some issues in terms of you know the the lower levels of the or the upper levels of the miners right now. Your system is not exactly loaded for bear when it comes to uh, when it comes to young pitching right now. Nope. So that Emerson, I think Emerson Han- Hancock, the only one in your top, 10. sort of the last one. Yep. Yeah. So I I get it that they they were probably loath to want to move on from anyone, but. If they had gotten the right offer, I still think it, you might have seen something get done, don't you? Yep. Possibly. Uh, I want to, uh, the, the last little argument you had there was about Julio. Mm-hmm. And that next, and honestly, we spent 20 minutes plus and hardly mentioned the name Julio Rodriguez, one of the biggest stars in all of baseball. And and that's because, well, you kind of take it for granted. And, you know, he talked about, hey, he finished fourth in the American League MVP race. Be careful about, you know, da 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 I'll tell you this, though. Luke Arkins... Tip of the cap to Lukey. Appreciate it, as always, dropping into our DMs. Uh, for the season, Julio Rodriguez, last year, Salky, for the season, 275, 333 on base, 485 slugging. Mm-hmm. Pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. Pretty elite numbers. Julio's season without his August, to your point, like, hey, Jeff, I watched every game. <laughs> I watched April and May and June and July, and, I mean, that August was unbelievable. That August on-base percentage was 474. The average in baseball is 320. You take away his August, 240, 307, 439. Yeah. 
And, and to take that even further, when you look at the Major League Baseball on-base percentage average is 320. His March and April, 301. His May, 314. His June, 291. His September and October, 277. It was July and August, 353, and then that August, 474, that was absolutely superhuman. Yeah, so obviously the, the good news is you know that's in there, and Correct. over the course of 162, that's why we have averages, because players go yep. up and they go down, and I'm not taking shots at Julio by saying that he wasn't as good as he's capable of being last year. I think that feels like almost a, a an easy thing to say, mm-hmm. but I get it also from Jeff's perspective. He looks at the numbers and go, Hey, hold on a minute. Look where he finished. Yes, That's he right. did. But to watch the games was to know that he was not quite as impactful mm-hmm. as he had been the year before. And if he grows and is better than he was in year one and better than, and, mm-hmm. and we get the, the better version of Hulu, we get him at his at his you know eighty fifth percentile rather than his thirtieth. Yep, that's gonna do a whole heck of yeah, a lot to it, help this Mariners team yeah. this year. And again, what pops into my mind, and I'm usually the other way around now. Baseball usually pops into my mind. In fact, I was doing some some uh, some other work outside this field, and and the producer's like, "Hey, man, you know where's your baseball analogy?" So I'm like, "Oh, that's right, I haven't done any." Like baseball comes to my mind mm-hmm. so much more. But as I think about that August, remember what was in that August as well. Got to feast on a lot of bad teams, right? And we talk about this in football. Like, hey, man, when you face elite franchise quarterbacks, it's hard. You're not shutting down Matthew Stafford, right? You're not shutting down Aaron Rodgers. You're not shutting down the best guys. But when you face the lessers, you better eat them alive. I mean, you better take care of your business when you've got, you know, uh, Andy Dalton coming in certain Carolina and not let him throw for 350. You know, you better feast on backups, and, you know, I think in some ways, baseball is the same. And when you're facing the elite guys yeah. and the elite stuff, you're not going to have every month where you're, you know, 333, 350, 333, 340. There are going to be some tough weeks, going to be some tough months. But, man, did he feast in August. And hopefully, if, if we, you know, Scott and Jerry said this a lot last year in those conversations with him, hey, man, he's still a young guy. You know, he, it, it, this isn't thousands of at-bats against the elite. This isn't thousands of at-bats mm-hmm. through April and May. And, you know, like he's still going to grow and develop. And if he does, man, look out. Absolutely. I mean, as you know, it was why I asked Jerry about him last week. I mean, a, a dominant, even better Julio Rodriguez this year would do wonders for this Mariner offense, which may be improved if slightly you know, compared to what it did last year, I think it should be more consistent and a little bit deeper. More contact. So when you see that 86 wins, mm-hmm. which is, as we said right now, third in the American League, it is five games ahead of uh, ahead of Texas. It is four or five behind Houston and behind only Houston and New York on, in terms of what Fangraphs projects for uh, for the American League this year. Yes, that's great. Right. I mean, obviously, that tells you you got a heck of a pitching staff. You've made some of the moves that the projection systems like. And there's some positive vibes, certainly more so than we were expecting at various points this offseason. So if you're John Stanton and you're reading that, mm-hmm. I really hope that your feeling is not say, look, we did a great job. Mm-hmm. Instead, I hope it's man. With just a little bit more resource, 
What could we do to juice 86 wins up to 89 or 90 in a projection, which puts you in a range to win the American League and go to the World Series this year, which, as we know, is the goal. I don't know what's left to do that. You've got Bellinger. You've got Snell. You've got Montgomery. So two of those guys are pitchers. I don't think they're going to go in either of those directions. It's hard for me to imagine. lefties, right? Yeah. It's something your rotation could really use. I mean, look, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to happen. Happen. But the reason I said Hatman is because when I asked Jeff, hey, which of these guys is most likely to see their market tank to the point where you could maybe scoop in and afford them? Chapman, I would think. You, If you look at Matt Chapman's splits last year, he was out of this world in like the first six or so weeks of the season. And after that, just wasn't very good. Um, you know, the defense isn't where it was once upon a time when he was winning, I think, two platinum gloves. So this is a guy who has been legitimately elite at third base and, and frankly would look fantastic in a Mariners uniform and in the Mariners lineup right now. But I think at this point they are resolved to doing a, a Luis Arias, Josh Rojas platoon. I might, I may very well end up regretting saying that I would like them to sign Matt Chapman because I have for a long time not been the world's biggest Matt Chapman fan. Yep. I don't think he's a great hitter, but I don't know that they'd be asking him to be if they were to sign him now. That if you were to put him into this lineup, you're not asking him to hit third and carry your team. You're asking him to just be a part of it play great defense, solidify third base, allow them maybe to trade one of their current third baseman to bring back another reliever. It would do a really good thing for this lineup. It would. It would. I don't think he's going to be a four war player in Seattle in hitting in this park in April and May and some of the battles and, mm-hmm. and otherwise. And as Jeff said, he's just not been as dominant, as good a player as he was some years before. And there is a strong argument, honestly, when he mentioned that name Montgomery, that dude was a dude in the playoffs. I know. He like he just He'd never been that good before though. I mean, like he's one of those guys where, you know, the market for him may be, yeah, you showed it for one year. Mm-hmm. You know, who who are you beyond that one season? Well, it's also why maybe there is a market and an opportunity there on a shorter term deal where Snell is just not going to accept that and Bellinger's just not gonna accept but that. You think and Montgomery's gonna... you think his market's gonna be better than coming off of the World Series stuff? I mean, maybe if he shows it for another year. I don't know. That's that's I don't know. I'm not saying those are bad ideas. Certainly, the uh, if you were to add another arm and start Brian Wu and AAA to start Oof. the year, you know, and really give you the long term ability to bring him in and to have Hancock. I mean, like it starts to set you apart. Your line of but, scrimmage becomes different. But Brock, if you want a line of scrimmage to be different and you want to add resources to a line of scrimmage and you want to strengthen from the inside out, your strength as Jeff said, and the numbers back it up, is you're one of the best, if not the best, arms in all of baseball. You had a Snell or a Montgomery. Can you imagine, can you imagine going Castillo, Snell, Kirby, Gilbert? <laughs> That's Bryce. That's a, that is, we've seen stuff like that before. I don't know. Yeah. I, I He'd cost a lot more yeah. <laughs> than a Matt Chapman would, yes, which would. is maybe why Chapman is uh, the name that I'm focused on right now. He's not my favorite player, mm-hmm. but a Chapman or a Bellinger, would really, really change the way I would look at this team heading into 2024. Let's rank. Got a list? 
time to put it in order. Fred Dwumfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. You know what we're ranking today, Brock, is slow. Slow's ranked. You know what I'm really surprised by? We've not heard a Maureen open to ranked in weeks. It's because, well, more basically put together today's rank. She's super into it now. Yeah, oh, she's, she is. Yeah. She's like, she participates. They, she's she's so kind of quietly got behind it. They back me into a corner sometimes, no. Brock, where uh-huh. they they had already basically done an entire rank. I've had to sit through them, come up with a bunch of songs, and then they go, oh, maybe there's not enough for this topic. So I was going to mm. have to sit through a whole nother draft of it unless yeah, I help them no, come up fair. with more no. for this. See, I thought we were going to rank show lineups. And like where our show lineup compares to the rest of the country. Oh, the new photos. Oh, oh, yeah. Have you seen the new photos that went up today for our station? For the six hosts on the, sta- on the station? I Look did. at these photos and tell me yeah. that 60-year-old Bob Stelton doesn't look younger than any of us. Yeah. What is the deal? Have I think you, he's on something. Have you not seen Age of Aladdin? No. He got an accident, fell into the lake and froze, so he stayed at age 29. Oh, you think that's what happened to Bob? Life. Yes. I'm looking at him. He looks younger than you, younger than me, younger yep. than Bump, younger than Wyman. Right. Stacy gives him a run run for his money. Yep. But if pressed, if you were to say, hey, which of these two people are older? I think I'd say Stacy. Yeah, Bump's got that gray in his goat, which I, you know, appreciate. Like he doesn't. Bump's he doesn't got a little it. gray at the very top of his hair, but I, in, in the picture, it looks it. like it's just lighting. Yeah, you don't see it. He Bump got no wrinkles. Than the rest of us. It's absurd. How does he have no wrinkles? Jerk. He doesn't Ridiculous. drink at all, right? He doesn't really drink. No. That was yeah. my first question. Yeah. He does his kung fu well, fighting. And he gets plenty of sleep, which is something that's he, not an option. He's aging very slowly, <laughs> is what I would say. But he doesn't go to sleep till like 2, right? He sleeps from like 2 to noon? Yeah, but he sleeps till the afternoon. Hours, if I did that, I would still look very young. Who's that, the pitcher? Who's the old pitcher that sleeps 13 hours a day? Is with the Blue Jays yeah, now? Uh, yeah, Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Yeah. He also doesn't have a puppy or young kids keeping him up. True. True. Very true. All right, Slow's ranked. Mora came up with this one. White Snake fan, Maura Dooley. I did not. She loves White Snake. Can't get enough David Coverdale. Kind of lost that little bit when he did Coverdale page, but I in general. I could not have named you one person in this band if you would. David Coverdale. Hey, hold on a second. I'm taking a look at this picture. Hold on one second. What? We are a transparent crew. Okay, that's what we are. That's what we do. So I'm seeing a little gray in this picture on your right hair. Yeah. Side of your head. Yep. I'm not seeing any right now. Look at me. Turn your head. Are you dyeing your hair? Zero. No. Nope. You coloring it, bro? I'm not. Would you be honest? Yes. So that was just the picture. <laughs> I mean, look at my beard. There's all kinds of beard. I know, of gray I know there's gray in your beard. I dye my hair, not my beard. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not saying. I'm dyeing my hair. I promise I would tell you. Silver Fox. Will you, once you start to go gray in the no, hair, I'm just going to go. I've been looking forward to going gray a little bit. So, no. Have I, you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all no, right. I won't do that. Okay, great. Yeah. John Mayer for you. Slow dancing. Good song. Think so? It's a really good song. Okay. Speaking of brothers, not, not like some of these slappies on this list. <laughs> Thank like you, Eric Justin. Clapton. <laughs> you know why Eric Clapton's on this list, bro? Why? His nickname is Slowhand. Slowhand? Yep. Slowhand. Slow you know, know why they either. call him Slowhand? No. In uh, in England, Slowhand is a term used for an applause, and he used to get so many applause mm. when he was coming up blues guitars that they call oh, them no. slow hand. Didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was something to do with the way he played guitar. No, nothing to do with that. Interesting. Justin, do you have any gray in your hair? Oh, yeah. I like it like that sheep working that back. I don't know how to act slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. 
Brock, I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me who sings this song. Come on, Brock. Let me let me hear it again. I actually mentioned him the other day when I, I talked about what help. played at my school dance. No chance. That's not P Diddy. <laughs> Maybe if we played him, huh? That would help. No, no, oh, no. Man, it's gonna help. Yeah, that's Juno. Get a lot of texts for the show Slow Horses. I've been seeing that advertised for Apple TV. I've never Don't know that. It. Gary know Oldman, that. actually, as a matter of fact. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. <laughs> I want a man. Pointer Sisters are awesome, man. Rock they really sing. They're pretty great. We had a little usher to preview the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Is he doing it? Yeah. By himself? No. I'm sure there'll be other people out there. You would have. How is that going to make the Super Bowl? Like all slow jams? Ah, seriously, I don't know. Seems I mean, he, 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 has some, like, he has some Lil club John, songs. Yeah. Too. All right. If Little John comes out, I'm in. There's quite a bit of. Well, they did, a, they did a club song Collapse. together. Like, he has yeah, some faster ones. Well, I hope they come out or Little John comes out. Are the Yin Yang twins going to be there? Yes or no? No. Okay. It's too bad. Uh, you got I Kevin Slowey? No. Remember him, bro? Kevin Slowey? Kevin Slowey. Minnesota twin. I do remember. Of course, you got Bobby Slowick interviewing for all kinds of jobs. Oh, do you even like sports? Huh? I can't believe you mentioned that right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be a slappy, Justin. Try to get us in fighting again. Seriously. Thing. I think there's Justin, a slow- don't be a slappy. <laughs> How many times do we have to tell you? Don't be a slappy. Yeah. Uh, slow and low whiskey. Yes, and also. Let it flow. Let Off license to hill. Are you ready for the uh, top five, Brock? Yeah. yeah, yeah top yeah. five slows. Let me start with number five, of course, which is. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. Quick, quick, quick. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. I'm sweeter and thicker than a chicken. Oh, yeah. Fast nice and smooth, there, man. Great sample. Nice mm. and smooth. So mm. good. Slowest athlete we have ever seen in 15 years. Jesus, the slow mo. Probably uh, Jesus Montero. Oh my gosh. Might be. uh, More than Ty France? Bartolo Colon is where my brain was. What was that guy's name? Uh, The uh, running back? Julius Jones. Be on the list. At least for his position. Who's the big running, the big big guy for the Carolina? Huge running back in Carolina in the like, 2015 era team. Oh, Eddie Lacy, who no, ended up here? No. He was Tolbert. Tolbert. Oh, yeah. Tolbert. Mike I Tolbert. I don't think of him as he being very fast. He was a fullback, fast. wasn't he? He's yeah. a fullback. Yeah. He's about 450 pounds right now, too. <laughs> All right, number four. From the album Can't Slow Down. Lionel Rich. He's Lionel? in everybody's mind right now. Because Lionel? Lionel or Lionel? Lionel Richie? Lionel. Lionel? Wait, Michael called him Ly- Lionel or Lionel. Oh, really? I oh, called him Lionel Richie. Mm. Huh. Well, maybe I got that so wrong. I'm willing to. Oh, Vogelbach for a slow athlete. Yeah, pretty slow. Oh, slow. <laughs> Real slow. <laughs> Number three. Rock, can you name one of the artists in this? No. There's two. There's three. No. Three. Three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's Kanye. Uh-huh. Kanye's in there. Drake's in there. No, no. There's a, one of them's an actor. Plays he can piano. Sing. Shoot. <laughs> he was in Ray. <laughs> mm. Oh uh, wow. Um, oh, I mean, that's well, about as big a hit as you can give you on Jamie Foxx. I don't know what to tell Jamie you. Fox. Jamie Foxx. And then Twista's the one who can. You're right. The opposite of slow. Yeah, he's he raps fast, but that's slow Jeez. jams. That's fast. Now I went back and forth on number one. 
and number two. Justin, I really, really wanted Slow Ride Home to be number one. Oh, what's that, Brock? What's that? You ever seen that, Brock? Slow Ride Home? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Have you ever seen it? Yeah. What is this? This is documentary. <laughs> yeah. Not loud, with a scooter it? gang. Heck yeah, you've seen some it. Some inter- inappropriate language, mm-hmm. but geez. I feel like he would like it because I was Rock watching was it with like my child. Titus. Your Twitter every second while you're in Morocco. I think he would like watching. <laughs> I think he would. You should watch my it. My child Titus did not like the language. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Titus child. Has delicate ears. <laughs> Okay. That's number two, Justin. Slow I could, Ride Home's number two? I couldn't right. get it to number one. I tried. And by the it. way, if you want to see it, it's only on Prime right now. So Especially yep. after you forgot it the last time when we ranked I know. Rides. Well, and I think I forgot this one, too. But this is number one. Take it easy. Brock, I'll give you that same dollar if you can tell me who sings this song. Foreigner. Oh, God. <laughs> first two letters right at least that's true yeah you got the first two <laughs> letters right knowing that it starts with fo yep. who sings that song fogarty oh as in john the first three letters right <laughs> i thought you were gonna say dan fogelberg man. Oh, no dude. also no yeah i'm learning though the good that's, thing is i'm learning hat for the record i'm learning fog, all of these things fog hats so next time i'll we're know it's fog, for hat. fog hats i'll know it all right we gotta go um we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m stick around for bump and stacy neither of whom look any younger mm. than bob stelton just no. shocking shocking information he looks today. young but come on now bump come and stacy look and very young. Young. not as young as bump not, uh, not bump not, uh-uh, not with that gray uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. by the way we may have to uh-uh. get into this at some point i got an email from one stacy ross titled gertie mm-hmm. your dog she's gonna come try to steal in her. response to try some to of the comments you made more. yesterday she mm. intimidated my dog into yeah. running away she yeah, already asked me if you corrected the record nope I asked people not to tell her about that too. You guys, you guys just didn't even take. She's that the seriously. only one in the building that got eye to eye with her and just scared the heck out of her. Well, they're about the same height. We gotta go. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at six a.m. Until then, the hay. Barn. See everybody.